3: Road
0: again. Here are your hosts, Dana Southern
4: and Gary Green. Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insiders on 960 the Patriot. My name is Dana Southern. I'm here with my friend and business partner, Gary Green, and collectively we are your car insiders. We work for you and exclusively for you, looking out for your best interest and your best interest only, whether it be a new vehicle, a used vehicle, whether you are choosing to pay cash finance it lease it if you're not sure how you should pay for it we're here to help make sure that if you choose to buy a vehicle that you understand fully exactly what you've done you understand fully how you got to the math that you arrived at and then you make a decision that you're comfortable with and if you're not
3: comfortable with it then we don't do it you know once again, coming towards the end of the year, you know, what makes our business model possible is the relationship we have with dealerships. And very special thanks to the Earnhardt family dealerships. They understand what it is that Dana and I do to help our clients. That doesn't mean that we specifically go To just Earnhardt stores. Absolutely not. there are stores that I won't go to. And it's not because they're not owned by the Earnhardts. It's because of who they're owned by. Or who runs the dealership. Now, we know who to stay away from and we know who to flock to. Now, one of the funny things is, and it's usually good articles. When you see something on MSN by Jalopnik... Jalopnik
4: is probably my favorite publication that does any kind of articles
3: about the auto industry. I haven't run into one. Here's one. Here it comes. Why does the dealer want me to agree to a price before a test drive? As Jalopnik's resident resident car buying expert and a professional car shopper, I get emails, lots of emails, this week, we're discussing shady test drive procedures, delivery miles that were more than promised, and treating yourself to a reasonable car. Why would a dealer make a buyer agree to a price prior to the test drive? So the email was, and if you listen, it makes perfect sense. That's an exotic car? I'm no. curious. All right, go ahead. I recently tried to buy a Nissan Leaf, and the local dealer only had one available. Well, guess what? If they only have one, they don't want to put those pre-delivery miles... On, like he said earlier in his article, they told us we had to sign a paper agreeing to the price before we were permitted to drive it. We declined that offer and they said we could only look at it. Why would a dealer do this? A dealership would do that because when they only have one, if the numbers don't match, okay, now it's a Nissan Leaf. In Arizona, if you have a fully electric Nissan Leaf, Okay, and the dealership only has one. The odds of stealing the car. Getting a great deal. Kind of fall by the wayside. However, certain people don't care about the deal because it now has to do with, can I get a blue cloud plate? Can I get a tax savings? Do I get incentives? What incentives do I get? I've only helped one person by a leaf. One person buy a volt, and I helped a friend buy a used tesla i 've
4: done a few more, but not not too many over the years there There really isn 't by the way i 've got to say this there isn 't really that much demand in the American public for electric vehicles, but even with the latest launch of tesla 's new cyber truck and even with the stock dropping a little bit, just as of just recently, the market cap for Tesla. billion down to like $59 point something billion and to put it in perspective General Motors who again will sell 10 million vehicles this year worldwide, their market cap is $51 billion Ford Motor Company will sell close to 7 billion cars or 7 million, excuse me, cars this year, their market cap today is $35.7 billion. Does it make any sense. Now, I'm not giving stock advice because obviously I'm not qualified we're not, to do We're that. not
3: stock guys. And this is one of the things, I, I despise the company. I'll say it on the radio, I can't stand Elon Musk, I think some of the things he does are less than credible, however he's a genius, he's brilliant, without I, a doubt. But leaving that part alone there's just not a high demand for electric vehicles. And,
4: and I, but I you're going
3: to start seeing a whole lot more of them because of the miles per gallon that the manufacturers are going to have to have based on what Obama did when he was in office.
4: And when President Obama was in office, I have a feeling that if Mr. Trump has any ability to cut those back, he might do some like that. But more Here, importantly, you're
3: right. The new Ford Mustang E. That, isn't that sexy? But he, here's what I look at. You can put your name on a 500 with a $500 deposit, you can put your name on a list. No guarantee you're getting a car. Your name's on a list. So now they talk about miles. Okay, When you buy a car, and they're filling out paperwork, and they're doing a dealer trade, and we live in Phoenix, and the car is getting driven from Tucson. Please don't be silly enough to think that the car's going to show up with 18 miles on it.
4: Unless it's transported and someone pays to transport it, it's likely going to have the mileage from traveling the distance.
3: So he, the, the person asks, if the car arrives with more than the miles that were promised... Okay. It's all in the verbiage. So if the salesman is not smart enough to say to you, the vehicle's being driven here, we won't know what the miles are until the vehicle gets here. However, I just got a call from the driver. The car has nine miles on it. He's driving straight up from Tucson. It's going to have roughly another 150 miles on the car. A car that has 1,000 miles on it, that's never been registered is not a used car now a dealership might want to sell a rollback at less money Explain what a rollback is, Gary, please. When, when you're get when you not approved, when you sign that little piece of paper that says it's conditional delivery, but what I will tell you is when the car gets rolled back and they go through the car, you as the buyer buying that car wants to look at it with a really, really close eye. Now, a lot of dealerships actually have you sign a piece of paper understanding that you bought a car that was previously sold but never titled. Most it's dealerships are not that thorough. Right, but some of them do do, and what you want to watch out for is if somebody had a car for a 1,000 miles, Okay, the people bought a Nissan Versa, and going through the Nissan Versa, we not only found socks under the back seat, things in the trunk. Now, shame on the dealership for that, not cleaning the car as well as they should have, but some of the things that people ask for
4: I can tell you that You know, I mentioned last week, but I think the best way to help people understand besides our purpose is to get you the best possible deal, the most that we can possibly get for your trade if you're trading, the lowest rate you can qualify for unless there's a subvented rate that's being used from the factory, but to help bridge the understanding, the the people that are trying to sell the vehicle to you the dealer you know they have of course their own jargon their own terminology when they say things they they often have a reason for it and and are looking for a reaction or for how you're going to respond Gary and I of course understand where their minds are at or where they could be thinking and after both of us helping thousands of people now acquire vehicles one at a time we we have a pretty darn good understanding of of what our clients needs are and Unfortunately, when someone goes in without us, you've got two opposing forces. You've got the dealer trying to make as much as they can. You've got the consumer, in theory, trying to pay as little as they can. And you have these heads that butt. When Gary and I are there helping you, we help you to understand the things that you can't change, and we help them to understand why you're not going to pay what they would like. You
3: know, and one of the most important aspects and it's what I can't stand about True Car and Costco and the AAA auto buying service and all these buying services. They focus on one thing. Just the price. So two of the last deals I did not not that long period of time had trade-ins. And they were both really nice trade-ins. One was a Highlander that had 20,000 miles on it, that if you could put the MSRP back on the car and put the car on the showroom floor, 95% of the people would looked at the car and said, it's a brand new car. That's how clean the car was. So when you take the general sales manager out to bid the trade, because I don't wanna deal with the used car manager, because the used car manager's job is to try to offer the lowest amount he can to try to steal the trade. So I don't want I don't want the used car manager in this store bidding the trade. So the GSM walks out and I had already had a conversation with the client as to what the car was going to be worth. So when the GSM gives me a number that's $1000 more than I thought the car was worth, I asked for another 500. Of so course, now it's 1500 more than I thought, and the words that came out of the GSM's mouth were, you know, you can really tell when somebody really takes great care of a car when they have WeatherTech floor mats over their carpeted floor mats, and they have a dash mat. So they bought a new vehicle. This week I took someone in. Now,
4: I, you want to know the sad thing on what you just said? That car that you just described—it it gets traded in. It has those WeatherTech mats. It has the dash mat, and it has that look of just being pristinely cared for by those nice old people. Well, guess what? When it goes into the shop and they wash it, detail, they're going to remove the WeatherTech mats. They're going to remove the dash mat and some of the things that made and it hopefully look beautiful. It
3: makes it back into the car, but like they have said, it gets stolen. It gets stolen. It gets swiped. Now, the people that bought another Toyota had a Sienna. And I thought the Sienna was gonna be worth this much money. Now when this 93,000 mile Sienna showed up on four month old Michelin tires, all the keys on a key ring, I told him take one key off, you don't give the guy all three keys, he knows you've made up your mind to buy a car. And same general sales manager looked at the car and he laughed. He said this car's not even gonna make it to the back. One buy. of my salespeople will sell that car, because find a 90,000-mile Sienna that you can buy in probably the 11 to 12,000-mile range. But we know what the cars are worth. We understand when a dealership tells you we're going to give you 125% of Kelly Blue Book. Well, it's not Kelly Blue Book retail, it's not plus the miles and it's no added equipment and it's minus reconditioning and and, and that inflated number is against
4: an inflated selling price. They're not offering 125% of the Kelly Blue Book value against a deal. They're offering it against the highest number they could think to ask. I
1: Valley.
3: Welcome back to your car insiders on 960 the Patriot. Once again, a very special thanks to the Earnhardt family of dealerships. Like we said earlier, we don't go to all of the Earnhardt stores and we don't go to just the Earnhardt stores. We'll go anywhere that we know that we can get you a great deal. There are certain dealerships that coin the phrase, we avoid like the plague. As I mentioned last week, I went to a dealership that I'd never been to before, and it was an incredible experience. However, there's dealerships that I know how they're operated and that what they expect from Dana and I, that there's no sense whatsoever going to those stores because I don't want to bring business to them. We know who the good guys are. More importantly, we know who the bad guys are. Also speaking of great people, Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen. Okay, I always joke with my friend Rich that don't ever quit where you work because it really is. That dealership is like going to Disneyland. They treat people exactly the way that they want to be treated. I wish that more people wanted brand new Volkswagens it would be the it's the only place I go to. I don't like going to a dealership where you're forced to buy something that's imprinted on a buyer's order. If I don't want lojack, I don't want lojack and I'm not going to tell the client they have to pay for it. And there's several dealer groups in the valley that, you know, they have
4: these built-in extra fees on their buyer's orders that are in addition mm-hmm. To the dealer documentary service fee. Just for clarification, you know, when you purchase a vehicle at a dealership in particular, the fees that should be added on top of the sale price are sales tax, the registration fees, and dealer documentary service fee. And we don't want dealer documentary service fee to be a charge, but it's a real one and it, it does exist there's close to half the dealerships in the Valley or maybe not quite half have on their buyer's order and it can vary. It can be for a paint sealant. It can be for etching the windows, poppycock, um, Ultimately, I don't believe thieves are, when they're making a decision to steal a car, really stopping to check to see if it's etched or not before they make their decision. I, I just don't believe it's true. So it's one of those things where, Gary, how do you feel about it? When you know it's
3: everything is here. I helped somebody the other day, and they have items on there. And, and the sales manager said, why don't I do this? These are back-end items. There's nothing I can do about them. The customer doesn't want to pay him. He doesn't have to buy the car. But that doesn't mean I won't back him out of the price of the car. So in in essence, they... Didn't pay for them, but they don't go away because that's just how the store is set up.
4: So for Gary and I, we we typically, just like when he mentioned, there's some dealerships that preload LoJack on the vehicle when it first arrives on their property.
3: If you are $10,000 upside down and you have gap insurance. You don't want a LoJack. You don't want LoJack. (laughs) You want your car to get stolen. I'm saying it jokingly, but you don't have gap and a LoJack. Of
4: course not. And when you go into buy a car so many people are just so focused on price 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 and they'll go back and forth on the internet price 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 and here's the catch when you get to the dealership they don't have to honor the price that they told you 462 times before you came in when you get to the dealership they go yes that's the price but it has this ad this ad this ad and this ad and if you don't want to pay it have a nice day and so the the key to purchasing a car is of course how you leave and getting to the dealership based on an ad What do you always say? It's not how you get there, There. it's It's how how you you leave. leave. And so many people unfortunately focus so hard on what their hot button is whether it's what they're getting for their trade because of what they owe or because of how much they love it or they're focused on monthly payment because that's just the most critical thing The it's everything that matters The it's how you leave that matters and I've seen people do an incredible job negotiating a deal on the front end just to go into the finance department and literally have their heads ripped off in the finance department on the profit that was made between rate, what they made on the profit of the extended service contract, what they made in the profit of the maintenance, and. Often, the people don't even get to hear the price of these things. It's, it's payment, 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 payment. And you don't should not ever buy a vehicle or a product based on what it affects the payment. You should base it on its value and its cost. And unfortunately, if, unless you're in the auto industry and know what these things are truly cost, how could you make an educated offer as it's a: to- guess. It's a guess. For Gary and I, we're not guessing. And again, our sole purpose is to please you. Often people, you know, have it predetermined, as I started to mention earlier, that they're not going to buy gap insurance. Well, in some cases, you know, if you really need gap, you either do or you don't. If you don't, you don't. But if you do, and you are exposing yourself, you can't you know, logically have it in your head, no matter what, I'm not
3: going to do yeah. this. Uh, we had a radio show listener that helped buy a new Hyundai. He owed $17,000 on a $4,000 Kia. That's the deal he negotiated before I helped him. He owed $17,000 on a $4,000 Kia. He needed four of them plus? And he had no gap. Because the bank that he financed the car for, through... Wouldn't advance for it. would advance for it. And we know these things. You know, and we say... Know these things. So once again, here's another one of these articles. And I'm going to finish these 23 things that the dealership doesn't want you to know prior to you coming into the dealership. So number one, conduct your research ahead of time. Research is great as long as you're doing good research. Number two, pay with cash. Cash isn't necessarily king in a car dealership. It's quite the
4: opposite. Number three.
3: Leverage banking offered program rewards. Okay, certain times there's an incentive from the manufacturer to finance the car through their lender. Don't pay more than 500 over invoice. Well, walk into a Kia dealership, walk into a Ferrari dealership, walk into a Porsche dealership, walk into a Hyundai dealership and pick out a Palisade or a Telluride in those two stores and tell them you want to pay 500 over invoice. Depending on
4: what you're considering, 500 over invoice is way the hell too much
3: or it's way too little. Shop the manufacturer's website. Bad idea. My opinion it's a bad idea. Because just because the manufacturer shows you on a website that the dealership can order a car a certain way, doesn't mean they order them that way. Give them one chance give them one more chance to accept your offer. Get your own financing. Beware of the add-ons. This are just generic. Get an out the door price, keep your trade in a secret, please. That's got to be the stupidest thing that I hear people say. Have a good attitude. Can you just stay on that for a moment? No, because I want to get through all 24. All right, buddy. Shop for less popular models. Dana already mentioned that. Research the extended warranty. Absolutely a great idea. And as Dana's always said, if you can buy an extended service contract, you buy the one from the manufacturer. And if you can't
4: get it, ideally you want an exclusionary warranty that spells out what is not covered specifically.
3: Email the salesperson directly. Yeah, okay. Know your credit score. Depends where you're getting that credit score from. Depends on who's pulling it. Buy year-end holdover. Rent before you buy. Shop at larger dealerships. Don't fall for the waiting game. Don't fall for no haggle pricing. Negotiate in a neutral location. Negotiate like a pro. Give the car one final inspection before you drive off.
2: I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Heroes and But the love from his kids is totally apparent. Ooh. See, you you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. You just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. AdoptUSKids and the Ad Council.
4: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. As Gary was going through that list just before the break um, and kind of tried to go as quickly as he could, so many of those things are, are arguably generic and, and be a, be it's
3: a, a power negotiator. MSN. It's under MSN. It's 23 things car dealerships don't want you to know. Alicia Bodine wrote the article on 10 2019 I missed the last one. Now, the last one I absolutely agree with. When you buy a car and it's a brand new vehicle, even though it's a brand new car, there's two words to always remember in a, buying a brand new car. Lot damage. So what you want to do is you want to visually and physically walk around the car prior to leaving. Because if you walk around the car and you notice a scratch and it's noted, it's addressed. If you leave with the car and three days later you call about a scratch that's three inches long, Unfortunately, it happened after the fact. Depending on the dealership, you now have a car with a scratch. Just because you read it on the internet. Now, Dana was laughing at one of them, and I cut him off, but it said negotiate like a power negotiator.
4: Yeah, I. how exactly is a consumer um, expected to do that? And obviously, you know, you could offer half price or something i guess that would be a a power negotiation but the articles that are out there are are very similar to me as the services like costco like true car
3: they make a lot of money for themselves are you a costco member I am indeed. I'm not, I don't want you to get sidetracked because you were talking about, but I, I hated to interrupt you. But here, I get that email. That I'm sorry, the mailer from Costco. From the car buying program. No, I get the one from Costco. Now, when it has a discount, it'll say $3 off. $3 off what? It'll say $9 off. $9 off what? They don't have the price of the item. They're just showing you what you're saving. Now, there are certain items... That, you know, it's just my wife and I in the house. I don't need 87 rolls of toilet paper or 87 rolls of paper towel. I don't want to buy nine gallons of olive oil. And what I've found to be annoying is some of the grocery stores or supermarkets, whatever you want to call them, depending on where you grew up, now have these clubs you can join. And I jokingly call it the not for me. Safeway is just for you. And I fill out all the surveys for Safeway and I always give them a great survey. But I shop in the Safeway. I shop in one store 90% of the time because it's the greatest employees of any Safeway I've ever been in located at 39th Avenue in Happy Valley, right by my house, and I love the employees. They go out of their way to make my shopping experience pleasant. If I forgot to download something onto the Just For You, I don't want to sit in front of a computer and add coupons to a I don't want to buy if you buy 5 you get this price. I don't want to buy 5 of something. It's just my wife and I. Okay? I don't want to buy 10 pounds of pasta to get the 10 for a dollar or whatever it is or 10 for $10. Everything, it's not just the car business. The
4: only difference is in the car business they, you know, there's just so many different ways that you can make a mistake if you don't understand fully, or even if you do understand. It's the relationships that Gary and I have built over, you know, well over thirty years for me, and going on thirty years for
3: Gary. Actually, it's just over. Is it thirty? started in October of eighty-eight. There you it's go. Crazy. Where'd so, the time go? When you are having fun? Well, it, even, even more. And so, as Gary
4: mentioned, you know, last week, you know, just met a really nice gentleman who I believe worked for the factory prior to...
3: Actually, he was a regional... I don't know when he worked. I believe he was a regional regional guy for AutoNation. Oh, is that
4: what it was? Correct. Gotcha. So that happens to be an independent dealer and not part of a, a bigger group. As it relates to, again, purchasing a vehicle, we are more than happy to go almost anywhere the only places that we won't go are places that we know that how they do business and what they intend to do when you arrive simply has nothing to do with what would be bringing you there in the first place so there are places that we will choose not to go simply because of how they do business, not because we have any preference of where to go.
3: You know, this is one of the most exciting things that I've heard in a really long time in the car business. Bank of the West no longer offers auto financing. That is such great news. I wonder if it was their decision or if somebody cracked down on them for some of the products that were offered by Bank of the Worst. I mean, West. Welcome to Rodeo
1: Ford, located in Goodyear, Arizona at one three six eight zero West Test Drive. Rodeo Ford is proud to be one of the premier dealerships in the area. From the moment you walk in their showroom, you'll know their commitment to customer service is second to none. They strive to make your experience with Rodeo Ford a good one for the life of your vehicle. Whether you need to purchase, finance, or service a new or free owned Ford, you've come to the right place.
2: Remember when a small business needed a landline?
3: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 9.6 of the Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm here with my friend and business partner, Dana Southern, and we are Your Car Insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. Remember, you can reach me at 602-525-1370. Once again, that's 602-525-1370. You can reach Dana at 602-679-8324. Once again, that's six oh two six seven nine eight three two four. You know, I keep mentioning, you know, that we go to certain dealers. It has to do with nothing other than the relationships that we have at these dealerships. Now, sometimes I'll go to a dealership for years and all of a sudden there's a new sheriff in town. Change in upper management. And change in it upper happens. management sometimes affects changing how things operate. Now, as long as my things don't change, I don't change. But as soon as I see things are changing to where it's not the most beneficial to our client, I explain to the client, I hope you don't mind taking a ride to Mesa. I hope you don't mind taking a ride to Avondale. When I used to get Infinities, it was at in Mesa. Now I drove past every single Infinity store to get there. However, the gentleman that I dealt with at that Infinity store in Mesa no longer works there and a dear dear friend of mine became the general manager of an Infinity store in the middle of Phoenix. It was all about the deals that we can get the client it's not about anything other than that Our sole
4: purpose and we've been on the air over an eight and a half years every Saturday for an hour trying our darndest. Our darndest
3: to yeah. get people to understand what it is we do. And there's still people that no matter how black and white we make it, they still think we're selling them a car.
4: And that is not what we are about. The key, again, is understanding, being able to explain it. You know, so many times there are times when you absolutely should be leasing a car because of what you do, how you use it, and what your needs are. And And you may be just adamant that you are not leasing a car under any circumstances.
3: And then there's times you shouldn't be leasing whatsoever. And the most important thing about leasing a car is you cannot trust what the salesperson tells you. If he tells you something along the lines, don't worry about the excess miles, we'll take care of that at the end. It's they they
4: also try to often well first off, most salespeople don't truly understand how leases work, although some do. They typically try to take the path of least resistance, meaning they try to get to the cheapest, cheapest payment. You as the consumer, like Gary mentioned, in some cases you absolutely should not lease. There's there's no rule, there's no rule whatsoever. You there are people that are adamant that they're going to pay cash and they go out and they buy, you know, luxury Mercedes Benzes and Audis and Porsches and they write massive checks and then just a few years later when they go to replace them, they find out that they've lost tens of thousands of dollars. I'm
3: dealing with it right now. A client that I've helped get a whole bunch of cars, they bought a vehicle for a employee and they bought an Audi and put no money down. And they fired that employee inside of three months. They now have the Audi. They've had the Audi for a couple of years now. The car is worth half what they still owe on it. They're going to buy another vehicle to replace it, but they're going to keep the car around because why give the car back and refinance half the value of the car? So.
4: And then so many people, again, right now, when when they're thinking about buying a car, they think, oh, well, I'm, I'm not going to go new. I'm going to get a late model, one or two year old, low mileage vehicle and save a lot over getting a new one. It, it used to be that way, and there are cars like Highline cars that, in the first couple of years, they they will lose a ton. But if you're thinking about getting a one or two year old, say Honda CRV or Toyota Highlander or Forerunner or you know a, a vehicle, that, a Honda Odyssey, a Toyota Sienna, there's you know many cars that hold their value well. That's where it gets tricky because. Even though I've mentioned this in the past and we've discussed in the past the average loan on a new car is 69 months as of last month today when someone buys a new car. The average length of a loan for a used car is 65 months. You would be stunned and many of you unfortunately may have done this, but they're buying two and three year old cars and sometimes even four year old cars and then financing them for six years. you can't, you can't logically do that when you could get a brand new vehicle do a three-year term, have a smaller payment, and and take no risk. If you buy that older used car, you also have to consider buying an extended warranty or extended service contract for mechanical breakdown, or you have to self-insure, meaning if anything breaks, of course, you just simply pay for it. And now that used vehicle at a higher interest rate because it's a used car and because you're financing it a long time, the rate's also higher. And then you, because you're either out of warranty or have certainly exposure soon, you've now got to purchase an extended warranty. You face your your major services at like 60,000 miles. So, All those things come that much sooner. You have to replace your brakes and your tires. And when you start thinking about the things I'm saying, rather than... Putting yourself in a long-term used car horrible circumstance where in three years you're going to still have a tremendous amount of negative equity and a white-knuckle grip on your used car, in three years you could be even and just start fresh again. There are a lot of people today that are just hurting themselves terribly by thinking
3: that It's smart to buy the used car and save money. No, you're not. You're not saving money. But here's an interesting thing. You know, they keep talking about all of these new electric cars that are coming. They're coming. They're coming. Now, I will tell you this. No one knows what an electric car is going to be like in 10 years. They don't really know what the replacement cost is for the batteries for electric cars. I do, however, know quite a few people that when their hybrids hit 100,000 miles and they needed new batteries for $8,000, they were getting new cars, not replacing the batteries. But I wanted to look at something. By the way, we're not huge fans of hybrids in general. There's some are better than others, but... Here, I always tell people, if you're buying a hybrid, you buy a Honda or a Toyota.
4: I, I feel the same way.
3: So here, the nine oldest car companies, because here's what I'm going to tell you. You need to be careful of these men. Manufacturers that are coming to town now, after Tesla's been here, after the big companies have been making cars, that what happens if you buy a car and two years later that company goes belly up, Fisker or whoever? Where's your warranty? Who's the your company's eyes? gone. So here's a, a, a thing that I found interesting: nine oldest car companies in the world. Number nine, founded in 1901, was Cadillac. Number eight. In eighteen ninety nine was Fiat. Number seven was Renault also in eighteen ninety nine. Now country was France, Italy, Cadillac, obviously United States. Land Rover, eighteen ninety six. British. I've never even heard of Skoda.
4: I have, S-K-O-D-A. It's yep. owned by Volkswagen. I don't know what it is. I think they do big trucks and stuff, big it's commercial stuff. It's
3: Czech Republic in an area worldwide except for North America and Brazil. Since manufacturing... Is Today is the biggest most popular car brand. It's the biggest, most popular car brand in the Czech Republic. Mercedes-Benz, 1883. Country's Germany, obviously. Opel Automobile. Germany as well. Germany as well. 1862. Wow. Czech Republic. I've never heard of Tatra. And they're worldwide selectively. 1850. And the oldest car company was, and I don't believe you can buy one in America, Peugeot. French car, 1810. Wow. They were a family-run coffee mill and eventually began manufacturing bicycles in 1830, then salt and pepper. You know, and, and here's what the thing is. Dana and I don't have anything against electric cars. If it makes sense for you to have one and you can get an HOV plate, I will tell you right now, my wife works from home. If she had to go to the office... There's no doubt in my mind I would be woken up that morning with a punch in the head, a bucket of water, and I'm joking when I say it, but she like, let's go. We're going shopping. She's not driving to work in a Dodge truck and not in the HOV lane. Now, me personally, if I were going to buy a used car, I would probably pick up a used Nissan Leaf. However, you have to remember That not all cars with the same name on them have the same electric motor. So if you look at a Tesla, they had Teslas that started with a Model S 60. Now they have a Model S P 100 D. Now the D stands for all wheel drive. P stands for performance. The 100 means it's the most powerful battery. That means it's zero to 60 in about two and a half seconds.
4: Fast enough to throw you back in your seat. Like-
3: Snaps you back in your seat. He's not kidding. But remember the things. I, we have solar at the house. So what's it going to cost me to charge a car electrically? Do I need a car that has a 220 charger, or does the charger work off a regular 110 outlet? If I'm going to buy a quick charger, how much does that cost to get it installed? Because I think the one at the BMW store, store it's about a grand in the house.
4: I, I don't know, but if you recall, and I know you know this already, but last year, 2018, of course, we're, we'll have new numbers here at the end of 19. By the way, if you are in the market to or considering buying a vehicle, this is the time. It, it's year-end, it's Black Friday just passed, and now you've got the entire last remaining weeks to have Gary and I go in on your behalf with you and help you get the very, very best deal possible. You can reach Gary at 602-525-1370. You can reach me, Dana, at 602 679 8324. We don't charge anything unless we actually help you acquire a vehicle. I am more than happy to answer any questions you might have. You don't need to be in the market today to buy a car. You don't need to want to have a car real soon. If you have any questions related to automobiles or purchasing or anything to do with any questions, please don't hesitate to pick up the phone and give me a call at 602-679-8324. We're here to help in any way that we can. We're not here to sell anything. We're not here to close anybody. But we are here to make buying a vehicle a pleasant, harmonious experience. At
3: buying a car a should value. be fun.
4: Absolutely. And it, it is for our clients. You know, and
3: it's, it's not about... The most important word in what Dana and I do is transparency. You know every step of the way what it is you're doing, what it is they're doing, and what is in your best interest. Remember, you can reach Dana at 602 679 8324. You can reach me at 602 525 1370. we your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. Once again, very special thanks to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen located at 8801 West Bell Road, as well as the Earnhardt family of dealerships. They understand, they truly get what it is we try to do for our clients.